the Public News Service Daily Newscast for January the 4th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. A new program from the Montana Legal Services Association is boosting legal assistance to people living on the state's tribal land. It is called the Tribal Advocates Incubator Project. And it's giving lay people the skills they need to help Montana's underserved indigenous population. Right now, many of Montana's indigenous people lack legal services or the money they need to pay for them. The Incubator Project recruits and trains lay people from each of Montana's indigenous communities to help tribal members who need legal assistance. Valerie Falls Down is an advocate herself and the person who coordinates the 14-week training program. She says while the lay advocates are not lawyers, they are equipped to help address some of the unique legal challenges Montana's tribal members face. The remote nature of Montana's seven reservations and the lack of locally available educational programs, poor lay advocates contribute to the shortage of qualified lay advocates in Montana's tribal communities. So it has a huge impact with all of the community members who now have access to legal services. Seven students from each of Montana's tribal reservations recently took part in a mock trial in Billings to practice the skills they'll use when they represent tribal members in their communities. I'm Mark Moran. Former President Donald Trump asked the U.S. Supreme Court Wednesday to keep him on the primary ballot in Colorado, appealing an explosive ruling from the state Supreme Court, declaring him ineligible. That based on his efforts to overturn the 2020 election that culminated in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. That from the New York Times. They report that ruling, according to Trump lawyers, marked the first time in the history of the U.S. that the judiciary has prevented voters from casting ballots for the leading major party presidential candidate. And the nonprofit organization Corazon Latino has been awarded $15,000 to help Latino communities in Arizona fight for what they're calling climate liberation. Karina Martinez is with Corazon Latino. She says Green Latino's Justicia y Equidad Fund is intended to support organizations who are leaders in their communities and advancing environmental justice initiatives in a reciprocal and collaborative manner. It's not us bringing an agenda to people. It's creating an agenda from what the needs, but also the solutions are that they see within their own communities. Martinez says it's important to make sure the projects and initiatives being worked on are culturally resonant. One of the programs Martinez highlights, called Descubre el Bosque, is supported by the U.S. Forest Service and aims to engage Spanish-speaking communities in natural resource conservation. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. This is Public News Service. Now from a Deborah Van Fleet with the start of the Nebraska unicameral 2024 session this week. Guarding against the divisiveness experienced last session is top of mind for many. Bills limiting gender-affirming care for minors and restricting abortion rights led to an acrimonious 2023 session. Considerable support was shown for transgender youth and their families, however, in part because of the work of Out Nebraska. The nonprofit's focus is supporting and uplifting the voices of LGBTQ plus Nebraskans. Executive Director Abby Swatsworth says advocacy is a core part of its mission, and they'll definitely have a presence at the unicameral again this year. Because everyone deserves a voice in the policymaking process. And for so long, there was very little representation of LGBTQ people in those spaces. In a 2022 survey of LGBTQ plus adults, half reported having experienced discrimination in the workplace, and a third reported discrimination involving housing over the previous year. 
and so-called urban heat islands made worse by climate change can push up temperatures and bring on more air pollution in larger cities. A Milwaukee project gives public schools resources to remove a key source of that heat-trapping effect. Dozens of public schools in Milwaukee are working with the nonprofit Reflow on swapping out playground asphalt with green infrastructure, including more trees and native plants. Reflow's Lisa Neeb says there are environmental benefits such as reduced stormwater runoff, and it gives students more refuge on hot days. There's often not very many areas of shade, if any, on these urban schoolyards. There's not a lot of things to naturally do. Beyond providing a better atmosphere for physical activity, Neeb says these spaces create opportunities for outdoor learning. I'm Mike Moen. Broader research has linked access to green space with positive health benefits, including cognitive development in school children. Now from Colorado, our Eric Lattice reports, voters say they support previous efforts to conserve the state's wild landscapes and open spaces. Pollster Lori Weigel with Newbridge Strategies says the vast majority of voters want lawmakers to help protect more areas and not just iconic public lands or state and national parks. But it's also conserving ranches and farmland and beautiful mountain areas that people own and continue to work, but that also provide wildlife habitat and protect the sources of drinking water. Eight in ten Coloradans agree that forests, farms, grasslands, and wetlands help capture carbon pollution, the primary driver of climate change, and say they would vote to protect more land, water, and wildlife habitat. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member Atlas is supported. Here are some radio stations, big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.